Welcome to the show, everybody. Feels like I haven't talked to you guys in a while because I haven't. Um, I think two weeks. Yeah, I think it ex- is ex- it is exactly two weeks since I last uh, did an episode, and um, so happy to be with you guys again. Uh. Sorry for the change in the schedule. It's just, you know, before we get into the show, um, it's hard to, because it's weird because there's more games, but I find it harder to do two episodes a week on baseball and softball. It's just like, I don't know, like basketball, it was easy to do. You know, the Tuesday episode was the weekend recap and vice versa. You know, the Friday episode was the weekend preview and the it was the, the midweek recap. And I don't know, it was easier to follow. I think that that's just a common theme in softball and baseball is there's just so many games that it's just hard to kind of keep up with it as much. You know, in basketball, everybody's playing on the same days. Um, it's a little it's a little easier to, I guess, get invested in the conference as a whole. That's what made it so much fun was it wasn't just a Southeastern podcast. It kind of became a Southland conference podcast. Um, Anyway, so that's just kind of, you know, I I want to still deliver shows that I'm enjoying recording that are enjoyable to listen to. And I don't want to just do two episodes a week for the sake of doing two episodes a week. Um, if there's not a reason to, and at this point, I don't feel there is when football season comes around again, we will go back to the Tuesday, Friday, uh, schedule, but for now we're going to, we're going to stick through, uh, once a week, every Friday throughout the remainder of baseball and softball season. Um, and we'll see what happens once that ends. If we'll either do, I don't know, like some interviews in the, meantime between softball and baseball before football or what happens we'll play it by ear maybe that'll just be the end of like season one of the show and we'll pick back up um for football uh but anyway that's that's kind of the thinking there and that's why the schedule has changed and so um thanks for coming back to the show thanks for always supporting the website and um and the twitter and instagram pages um it's been a ton of fun and so um Let's get into the show. Um, we'll start with baseball because that's the thing that, I mean, and wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, what what a weird situation that we're in. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wednesday game against Southern Miss or Tuesday game against Southern Miss, and then we'll get into we'll get into this game. I'm recording this on Thursday night. Uh, before the Friday game against UNO, and oh my gosh. I mean, how much have things changed from that 7-0 start to where we are now? Southeastern is now 9-15 after starting the season 7-0, 16-15 overall. This team that looked so special, like maybe the first team to to really have a shot in an at-large in, what is it now, six years? I think 2017 was the last one. 
now it's Southland Conference Championship or nothing. That's the only way we play postseason baseball. And uh, it's not looking great right now. We've lost five in a row now. As, um, again, 16 and 15, we'll recap the week. Uh, let's start with Southern Miss. And you know what? The Southern Miss game, we lose 10 to 6. But there was a lot of positives I felt like we took away from. It felt like maybe that was like almost the story because we get the big uh, win over UIW. That was the last time we won. That was last Friday. We lose the last two games of that series. But then we come back against Southern Miss. Battle. Really, really fight. We were down 3 nothing early. Uh, scored two runs in the fifth, two runs in the sixth, two runs in the seventh. So we went from down three nothing to down three to two to up four to three to up six to three, six outs away from a win. Um, and then, like we've seen in a few losses this year, the bullpen we still have not figured it out. As um, the the loss goes to Dalton Asphalm, he only uh, records one out, allows six runs on three hits and three walks. The go-ahead run was walked in on a bases-loaded walk. Um, it was it was a committee night. Nobody pitched more than two innings. Hunter O'Toole had the longest outing. He went two innings, uh, didn't allow a run, struck out three. Really good outing from Hunter. Um, so this was a bullpen game in the in every sense of the word. Um, at the plate, we had Shea Thomas and Tyler Finke each collect two hits. Tyler drove in a pair of runs. TJ Salvaggio drove in a pair of runs. Uh, he went one for three with two runs scored. It was a good night. Um, at this point where the at-large is dead, these non-conference games, especially against a really good team like Southern Miss, you're just kind of gauging where you are, I feel like. And I feel like there was a lot of positives, more positives than have come from a loss in quite a while for us. Um and it stunk to lose. Um, but at the same time, I, I really liked how we approached things offensively. I think a lot of guys got good experience in a big-time environment, an environment that hosted a regional last year, a place that's really hard to pitch in. Um, so I didn't leave that game feeling too badly. Of course, it was disappointing to have a lead that we couldn't hang on to. I mean, we, we've seen this this year. We've seen it a few times. Uh, Jacksonville really comes to mind. Um, I think that was the first loss of the year for us. No, Samford. No, uh, it was St. John's was. Um, okay, it was Samford. It was Samford 9-3, to then St. John's. That loss to Jacksonville was the first series loss we suffered because we couldn't close out the game. Um, you know, and then we go to we go up against Memphis, we lose four to three. Things have really not started going terribly until the UIW series. We win game one ten to two. It looks like, man, here we go. Cause at that point we were three and one in conference. 
um, had the chance to win back-to-back series to open up conference play, lose 5-2 to on Saturday, and then that Sunday game is when things have just gone off the rails. Um, we've now allowed d- uh, double-digit runs in four straight games, which after the start to the year we had pitching-wise, you think, I mean, what a stat that is. Um, and the offense isn't there either right now. But anyway, to close the the book on Southern Miss, um, you know, a disappointing game, but it's one of those games where you hope that it helps you in the long run. You learn something from it because there were positives to take from it. Moving into the UNO series, we've now played two games in the UNO series. We play the third one tomorrow at 1 o'clock, looking to avoid the sweep. And, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, we lose uh, 10-0 and 22-2. We were outscored 20, uh, 32-2 in two games. That's just not something that happens. It's the worst loss that we've had since the UN, or the two-lane game last year, 23-1. to But... We followed that right up with a big win against Louisiana Tech, I remember. For us to have back-to-back games where nothing went right. I mean, truly nothing. It's not like we lost 22-10, to which is not good, but at least you're getting some runs at some point. 10-0, you're never in the game. 22-2, you're never in the game. Both of these games were over so fast. We allowed six runs in the first inning of game one, and then we allowed 10 runs in the second inning of game two. We allowed five runs in the first inning. We were down 15 to one after two innings of play. Things that just, I don't feel like have happened in consecutive games like that. Just, I mean, what... I'm always going to be a glass half full guy with Southeastern just because I have such a love for the school and the programs, the coaches, the players. But I mean, this, I, I don't know. I don't know. Everything that was special to start the year. I mean, that's, it's almost like a completely different season. We went from 7-0, which, I mean, look, 7-0 is 7-0. We weren't playing very good teams, especially Lafayette, but then Sanford's a good team. Well, you look at Auburn. We took the series from Auburn. I'm not saying we're going to take a series from every SEC team. I'm not saying we're going to take a series from every Southland team. There's going to be some hiccups. But for the hiccups to be so big, that's the thing. That's the worry. It's not that we're losing it's the way we're losing the pitching that was everything for us to start the year that was why we got up to such a good start that was why we were able to build big leads against really good teams like Auburn it's not there right now it's just not there right now and then the batting the offense is not there And that was what made the start so fun was because we've had a few years without that offense that we saw 
2016, 2017, 2018, even, you know, 2019. It has not been there. In the last week, starting with that UIW game, ever since the losing streak has started, we've only scored more than two runs once, and that was Southern Miss. Scored two runs, 5-2 to two against UIW. One run, 11-1 to one against UIW. 10-6 to six against Southern Miss. 10-0 and 22-2 today. Tyler Finke is fantastic. TJ Salvaggio has been really good. Shea Thomas has been really good. Jake Killingsworth has been really good. But, I mean, again, that's the beauty of baseball is we're going to go out tomorrow and we might win 10-0. And, and everything I'm saying might not matter. But right now, you look at the Southland Conference standings, it's not like UNO was destroying people. Pretty sure they entered with a losing record today. As of right now, we are 3-6. and six. We've lost, according to this, we've lost six in a row. Two, three, four, five. I don't think that's right. My, is my math just that bad? One, two, three, four. Five. Where are they getting the sixth loss from? Is it six consecutive conference losses? Is that what they're counting there? Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, um, UNO entered the day three and four. They're now five and four in conference because I don't think anyone's played the same amount of games. Northwestern State technically has the lead. But they're only two and one. They're a really fun team this year, Northwestern State. Um, but I mean, that's the beauty of it is we're playing really bad baseball right now, and we, I mean, still very well could go to the NCAA tournament because it doesn't matter right now. You don't want to be playing your best baseball right now, but man, you you don't want to lose by twenty runs. Um. So, again, got one more game against UNO. And then uh, who's midweek next week? Uh, UL Lafayette. Another good test. And then we got a huge series against McNeese to really gauge where we're at. But a lot of question marks right now. I don't need to tell you that, though. Um, Yeah. I don't know. There's not a lot of words. I've kind of just been saying nothing for the past. How long has this been going? 15 minutes. I don't, I don't know if I've even added anything to your life, to your brain. I don't know if I have, um, but who knows? Maybe next Friday I'll be talking about how good Southeastern baseball is and how dominant we were this week. I don't know. Baseball is so weird. Um, but anyway, Got one more game against UNO, and hopefully we win it and can get back on track. But, um, yeah. So, um, baseball's out of the way. We will uh, move to softball. All right, on to softball, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum of my mood, because we've won. What's the winning streak right now? The winning streak right now is... Seven in a row, 32 and eight overall, which is insane. That is a winning percentage of 
800. We've won 80% of our games. Um, over the past week, we'll just recap the week. Uh, Texas A&M Commerce, we swept them. First conference sweep of the year. We kept winning games one and two against Lamar and uh, Corpus Christi. Could not win game three. Finally did it against Commerce. We won game one, three nothing. Game two, eight nothing. Game three, ten to two. Um, and then against Jackson State in the midweek, we played a doubleheader, beat them four nothing and twelve uh, nothing. We have not allowed more than two runs in uh, in the last five games, which is fantastic. We also have not lost a game in a doubleheader this year. Every single time we've played two games, we've won both games which is a little cool stat for you. You can find more of those stats at thestateofslu.com by purchasing a subscription. A little subtle plug there. Anyway, um, I love this team right now, and all my hopes and dreams lie within them. I said that on the last episode, but it is the truth. Um, The pitching is there again. We saw a little, uh, there was that little lull, you know, after the, what was it? I think it was, um, okay, here it was. It was the Bulldog Invitational when we lost to Mississippi State, Omaha, and Oklahoma, and then came home and lost to LSU. That was the only point this year where the pitching has not been there. The pitching is back. And how about MC Como coming on and, and becoming, um, you know, a big fixture in this rotation? So to start the year, we go through the game log for MC Como. She's pitching four innings, two innings, three innings. She's not going over four innings. But then over the past month, she went five and a third against Lamar, five against Corpus, uh, three and a third against Alcorn. The last two outings, she's gone six innings both times against Commerce and Jackson State. Hasn't allowed a run. Hasn't allowed a run in four consecutive outings. Hasn't allowed a run in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six of her last seven outings, becoming maybe the third pitcher. You've got Sarah Blanchard, you've got Kaylin Ladner. Is MC Como becoming that? You would hope so. You would hope so. And then you've got a full rotation. Um, in the 12 nothing win against Jackson State, Sarah Blanchard got the win. She's now 12 and 4. We only allowed one hit in that game as uh the story has been Bailey Krolchek at the plate though. Krolchek um see if the hitting streak is still alive. She was at 12 Yes it is. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 Wow, I think she's at 15 now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This is very entertaining, I'm sure. 12, 13, 14. She's at 14 consecutive now. She's also driven in at least one run in one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive games, which is insane. She's got to be on player of the year watch at this point, just with how well she's playing. And we know about Maria Dettelier. She's got everybody's vote on Southeastern squad for freshman of the year. Um, Look at her game log. Last time out, she went one for four. 
against uh, against Jackson State. She's got a four-game hitting streak. She's driven in at least one run in her last three. She's been fantastic. We know that. Um, everyone who follows the team knows that. I like where we're at. I like where we're at. So now the question is, how is UIW this year? Well, let's find out. As of right now, they're 11, 18, and 1. Um, they beat a team that beat us. They beat Omaha. They do not have a they tied a game. That's super weird. They tied Tennessee State 3 to 3. Let's find out why. Uh Game went to extra innings. It doesn't even say why. That is so weird. It just, <laughs> in the recap, it just says, because of external factors, the game had to end in a tie, 3-3. Three to three. All right. Uh, so they are 11-18-1. In conference, they are 3-6. and six. The only bad loss we have this year is that loss to Lamar. That loss to Lamar really hurts. Um, so we're chasing McNeese right now, who's nine and zero. We're seven and two. Lamar is four and seven and eleven and twenty seven overall. Lamar's only home win is against us. Um, UIW has lost four in a row coming into this series. Um, but this game is on the road away from home this year. We are eight and four officially, but if you include the neutral sites. Uh, we're 14 and two, so 22 and six away from North Oak Park this year. Um, so again, all my hopes and dreams rest in southeastern softball. The question is, if we don't win conference, is there a chance that we get an at-large spot? Well, You'd think you got to be in the top 40, right? Currently, Southeastern, and I'm sure that that Lamar loss is what's hurting us, we're 72. If we have that win against Lamar, we probably aren't moving up that much, but man, we, I mean, it's hard to be a mid-major in softball. Marshall is 31-3. and three. They're 63rd in the RPI. Top team in the RPI is Oklahoma. They're 33 and 1. Clemson is 37 and 1. No undefeateds left in uh in softball. Just for fun, what does uh what does it take to be number 306? You got to go 2 and 18. Delaware State, 2 and 18. They are 306th in the RPI. Mississippi Valley is the only winless team remaining. They are 0 and 27. Anyway, um, so UIW this week. Let's uh, let's go get some wins. I'm almost to the point where I'm putting, you know, I th- I, I I think Southeastern softball is must watch television. Also, weird time, 5:30 first pitch for a doubleheader. I don't gonna be playing until 10 o'clock. So. See how that goes. Anyway, um, that's our show. Thanks for um, thanks for 
always supporting the Lions, first and foremost, everybody. Because if you didn't support the Lions, you wouldn't support the show. Second of all, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for, um, you know, helping me grow this. It's been a really cool thing. And I hope that, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to hope. I can just do it. I want to really go back and appreciate what it is that you guys have allowed this to build. I really appreciate you allowing this to build into something really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, hope you had a good time today. And hopefully we win this weekend and next weekend's or next week's show is maybe a little bit more fun. Who knows? Anyway, uh, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the state of SLU. Visit the website, thestateofslu.com. Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts while you're at it. And um, actually, I, for, I almost forgot. The tournament challenge. We did the bracket challenge. I need to announce the winners for that. All right, so the tournament challenge. Uh, let's just say I didn't win it. Um, I, I, I think if I would have made a joke bracket, I would have had a better shot at winning. Um, wish I could have given the winners something other than a shout out on a podcast, but Hey, got to start somewhere. Maybe next year we can give away, um, maybe, a a high five. Um, anyway, so looking at the, we'll start on the, the men's tournament. Let's just look at my bracket. Um, I had zero teams in the final four. I had only one team in the two teams in the elite eight. Um, my winner was Kansas. I had Kansas playing Arizona in the championship game. That didn't happen. The winner of the men's side of the tournament challenge is Southeast Louisiana Sports. With an actual, especially this year, a pretty impressive bracket. Only had one team in the Final Four, which was UConn, but predicted that UConn would go to the championship game and lose to Tennessee. Which is extremely impressive. How many Elite Eight teams did they have? They had Kansas State in the Elite Eight. And UConn in the Elite Eight. Um, I know that they're on Instagram. The Southeast Louisiana Sports. So I will give their account a shout out. Really quick. The name of the account. Well, now I can't find it, of course. That's fun. It's always good to have silence. All right, here we go. Um, Southeast underscore Louise Anna. Not Louisiana. Louis Anna. L-O-U-I-S-A-N-A underscore sports. Um, Southeast underscore Louise Anna underscore sports. Uh, they do stuff for LSU, Southeastern. Go give them a follow because they won 
the uh, state of SLU men's bracket. So congratulations to them. In the women's bracket, I very clearly stated on Twitter for the women's tournament challenge that in order for your bracket to win, you had to pick Southeastern to win it all. And we were just going to go off whoever had the best score with Southeastern winning it all. Um, I was the only one that followed directions, so I guess I win. I finished with 730 points. I had Southeastern beating Virginia Tech in the championship. Um, that didn't happen. But I guess I win. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, that's our show. I already did this whole uh, this whole thing telling you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm going to do it again. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the state of SLU. Visit the website, the state of SLU.com. Give us a five star, excuse me, five star review on Apple podcasts, Spotify. If you feel like we deserve it, if you don't leave us maybe a four and a half star review, maybe you, you think that there's room for improvement. There always is. Um, but We'd appreciate the five-star review. Anyway, um, have a great week, everybody. And again, thank you so much for your support of the show. And we will uh, we'll see you on Friday, next Friday. It's lying up over everything. This is the State of Southeastern.